0: Greenie with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Yes, it is rolling along. Greenie presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guest like Joe Fortenball join us in just a minute, our betting analyst uh, on the Goodyear hotline. We'll go through some of the interesting wagers that we look ahead to this weekend, including the college games, which which I think are just epic. This is as good a weekend as you could ever ask for as a football fan. I am planning to do nothing. <laughs> I've got, I got a full day of football to watch tomorrow and Sunday, and I'm really looking forward to it. Before I bring Joe in, you asked me a pretty good question during this break that I wanted you to ask here on the air because I, I think it is a worthy question.
2: What on earth does Sean Payton see in Taysom Hill? They've paid him $35 million already. He's got a contract... That goes through 2025, and best I can tell, he isn't like among the 100 best quarterbacks in the NFL yet. He's starting for Sean. Perry.
1: Yeah, that, that's right. Um, What's going on? There? They, they have continued to float the idea that this guy is the next great thing. Just wait until we unleash this, and that's clearly not the case. What he is is a nice change of pace. You know, put him in for a, you know a series here or there, not even a series, a play here or there to kind of change the demo, or not demo is the wrong word, Ch- change the mojo of what we do offensively, make a play, run for a first down. I mean, he's he's a nice little weapon to have on your team, but I agree with That's all he is. They keep talking about him like someday he's going to be a great quarterback.
2: For, Taysom Hill is like, your your friend's significant other that everyone else in the friend group can see (laughs) that person stinks, but except your friend is just madly in love. That's Sean Payton to Taysom Hill and no one else can see it.
1: But, but, but Sean Payton has, has taken further steps. Like he's married that person. Like he's paid him a ton of money. A lot of money. So I agree with you on that. Bizarre, just bizarre to me. Yeah, I'm with you. And, 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 you know, look, I don't know who the starting quarterback of the saints is going to be the next time they win a big game, which will be next year. I'm not sure that person's on their roster. I agree. I I think someone else entirely Now, maybe it's Russell Wilson, but I think someone else entirely is going to have to be there to do it. All right. Let me bring Joe in here. Joe Fortenbaugh joins us every week at this time. He's our betting analyst uh, and he's just terrific with all this stuff. He's on the Goodyear hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. Good morning, Joe Fortenbaugh.
3: Greeny, good morning. I'd like to further Hembo's analogy there. What you're seeing between Taysom Hill and Sean Payton is essentially what happens when you're in a long-term relationship. You get comfortable. You get casual. Then you break up and you go out and you look for the exact opposite of what you just had, right? You had Drew Brees, consistent, accurate, could play the quarterback position. Now Sean Payton is going out looking for the exact opposite, and that's what he's got in Taysom Hill.
1: Right. Drew Brees was good, and <laughs> Taysom Hill is bad. That's that, that's pretty much the opposite piece of this. Yeah, I look, I, they've, I have so much faith, basically, in Sean mm-hmm. that the idea that everyone around him keeps telling me, oh, no, Sean, wait until he unleashes this. He's convinced it's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen Uh, I'm convinced that that's never going to be the case all right Joe let's dive into this here we're talking about that game Cowboys beat the Saints by 10 we were talking about the Cowboys long-term outlook on get up a lot this morning what is Vegas saying about Dallas's chances with the Super Bowl 12-1
3: to to win as of right now, which is the 8th best in the NFL and the 4th best in the NFC behind division leaders Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and Arizona. Those are the teams in the NFC that have better odds than Dallas to win the Super Bowl this season. One of the main reasons you're seeing 12-1, to or I should say there are two primary reasons. One, Dallas is a very, very public team. They have fans all over the place. The books know they're going to take money on the Cowboys no matter what. They can only go so high with the odds in fear of limiting... or or, or I should say exposing themselves to great liability. You know, if you priced them at 20 or 25 to one, you'd be in big trouble if they won because you're going to take a lot of money. It's like when Tiger Woods was in his heyday. He was always the favorite, even though some of those events he probably shouldn't have been, but mainly because the books knew they were going to take a lot of money. Number two, it's because they have such an easy path to the playoffs. Look at the division. No one's challenging them. It's the exact opposite of what you see in the AFC. Uh, New England may be in first place, but Buffalo's right there. Baltimore may be in first. Kansas City may be in first, but they've got divisional opponents right there that could force them into a wild card route or put them in a spot where they missed the playoffs entirely. Dallas is comfortable right now, so that's why we're seeing 12-1. to 1. That makes
1: sense. I've always wondered about that, to be honest with you, Joe, is how much the celebrity factor if you will factors into these lines and, and i would assume that there were a variety tiger woods was a great example and there are a variety of teams that fall in that category um, I, I don't know if the yankees are a team that you would wind up putting in that position because they have so many fans all over the place uh, does it apply to the lakers like how, how what are the other teams slash individuals that the line gets skewed just based upon their popularity
3: Yeah, when we're talking about futures odds, like to win championships, Mm -hmm. the Lakers are a great example, the Yankees are a great example, In college football, Alabama's an example. Uh, When you talk on a more game-by-game basis, I always use the example of Chip Kelly's Oregon Ducks because people were blindly betting them week after week after week because they scored so many points, they moved so fast, they covered so many spreads. I remember talking to a bookmaker out here one year for a story. It was like 10 years ago. He told me, I cannot set these Ducks lines high enough. I get to a point where even I'm uncomfortable with it, but I know we're going to take so much Oregon money. We're going to be fine. So there are teams that bring in so much attention, so much money that you can skew the line a little bit in your favor just to make sure, you know, you're putting yourself in an advantageous position.
1: All right, Joe Fortenbaugh with us here, our betting analyst. Let's go to another one. Broncos Chiefs, you just mentioned, you know, that that division. There's a scenario, I think, where all four teams could have the same record at the end of this weekend if everything goes in one direction. What, what, are, you, what are you looking at here with Kansas City-Denver Sunday night?
3: Chiefs open as a nine and a half point favorite and depending on the book you look at it could be as high as 10 right now the fact that it's at 10 which is a key number and we're not seeing a lot of pushback yet on Denver makes me believe that if you're a professional and you're looking to play the dog they're hoping to see if 10 and a half will be out there we know what the narrative is for this game Andy Reid off the bye is unstoppable that's factored into the line if that's your rationale for betting Kansas City you are not getting an advantage there you are not getting any value in that situation if you want to look for something maybe look at the under it open 49 it dropped to 47 denver's one of the slowest teams in the nfl in terms of snapping the ball from the start of the play clock until when they get it off uh 30th in the nfl in pace right now and they're going to try to run the football in this game to keep patrick mahomes off the field money coming in on the under i'd look to under 47 here
1: Uh, joe next one What, what is your favorite of everything your favorite nfl bet this weekend
3: it's not going to get anyone all that excited because it does feature the Lions, but I'd go under 46 and a half points between Minnesota and Detroit. It looks like Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift will both miss this game. Detroit hasn't topped 20 points in a game since week one against San Francisco. The offense has been terrible. And while Minnesota's defense struggles on the road, I don't see that happening in a divisional game against Detroit under 46 and a half between Minnesota and the Lions. Well, that's
1: a very interesting one because Minnesota's offense can be so high flying. Uh, they go from Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. You know, I play the DraftKings, I, I, he's extremely expensive this weekend. Mm-hmm. They, they think Alexander Madison's going to have a very big weekend. Obviously, they have the two big receivers. All right, I like that pick. Uh, give me a college one here. SEC championship game. Georgia, a six and a half point favorite. The total is 49.5. How do you like this game?
3: Play for me is going to be the under at 49.5. I lean to Georgia, but the under is the one I'm really getting behind here. We all know Georgia's defense, number one in scoring, seven points per game. Alabama's defense is a top 20 scoring defense as well, so keep that in mind. I just think Georgia's going to bully Alabama up front. And people will tell me that want to argue, well, you know, that's the Auburn game. That's recency bias. You're just looking at one game. No, hogwash. Look at Alabama. Every time they go away from Bryant-Denny Stadium this year, they've struggled. They struggled at Florida, who turned out to be terrible. They lost outright at Texas A&M, who turned out to be, didn't even come close to meeting the expectations we put on them before the start of the season. They should have lost the game to Auburn if Bigsby stays in bounds at the end. And then if you're looking at the situation with LSU, while that was a home game, that's a good defensive line that pushed Alabama around. I think this is going to be a tight one. I think Alabama's defense is going to come to play and they're going to get stops against Stetson Bennett. But I think it's going to be hard for Bryce Young and the Alabama offense to consistently move the ball down the field with this kind of pressure coming their way from Georgia's front four. Under 49 and a half is my play.
1: What's the best college bet of the weekend?
3: It's a little bit of a double dipper. I'm going to go to the Mountain West Championship. I'd lay six with San Diego State over uh, Utah State. I'd also play the under there as well. We saw a game similar to this play out just a few weeks ago. Utah State was hosting Wyoming. Wyoming is not a good team, but they do one thing very well pass defense and they ended up as an underdog going to Utah State and winning that game outright and they want it big because they shut down Utah State's offense that's what the Aggies want to do they want to throw they're 15th in passing this year well San Diego State is top 10 in opponent yards per passing attempt they're not going to allow you to throw the ball deep on them throughout the course of the game they're a top 10 scoring defense they run the ball they play at a very slow pace this should be an absolute grind I'd go under 50 and a half in the Mountain West Championship I'd lay six with San Diego State over Utah State as well
1: all right Just outstanding. Joe, this is always such a pleasure. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Enjoy the games.
3: My pleasure as always,
1: Greeny. Have a great weekend. Joe Fortenbaugh with us here. You know, if you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire top talent. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, you get qualified candidates sent to you. Then you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y now to try ZipRecruiter for free. I like that pick on the under on the SEC game. I like that. You do? Yeah. Well, I learn something from him all the time. You know, no one knows more about what's happening. Again, no one should assume everyone is going to win all of their bets. You should never, ever, ever, ever gamble with money. You cannot afford to lose and not even think about it. But like the two that, that, that I really sort of glommed onto there mm-hmm. were the under and the Alabama game. I'm always afraid to bet the under on a college game because the college games go on forever. Me too. Forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, these games take four hours to play because there's a trillion plays on both sides. Now, Georgia's games may be a little bit less. And then the other one is I, I did not realize just how bad Detroit's offense is. I knew it had been bad. <laughs> they haven't scored 20 points since week one. They're historically bad.
2: In hindsight... Sean, excuse me. Sean McVay taking Jared Goff to the Super Bowl is going to be one of like the fo- like, football miracles of my life. He's I, that imp- bad. It is. Imp- if you, I don't know how much you've watched them play this year. He is the worst quarterback in the NFL, I think by a long shot. I mean, eight of their eleven games have hit the under two. I think. Who that would a you rather player.
1: have as your quarterback, Jared Goff or Taysom Hill?
2: <laughs> <laughs> they would do some sort of like gimmicky system and play <laughs> well, them both. That's well, what you do.
1: Which one would you rather have? All right, coming no. up next, we are going to read you actual headlines. From a very popular website that will illustrate just how bad things are right now. Don't miss it. Next on ESPN Radio.
0: Greenie, the podcast.
4: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.com/Greeny G-R-E-E-N-Y.
1: This is Greeny with you. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. We come to you live. Every morning from the Seaport District at Pier 17 brought to you by Chase and delighted that you are here. We will do the traditional Friday Who You Got coming up in just a few minutes. But it was yesterday around this time that we discovered that in this moment in time when Major League Baseball has locked out its players, that MLB took any shred of their players, of video, pictures, anything like that, off of their website. MLB.com is suddenly devoid of any... Uh, anything that involves any of the active players in Major League Baseball. And they are telling us that there are legal reasons why they are doing it. I do not believe that there are legal reasons why they have to, but there are legal reasons, I suppose, why they are choosing to. I don't know. Either way, it strikes me as ridiculous. Um, And it looks terrible. And by the way, I went on it and I clicked on the shop link and you can still buy a Freddie Freeman jersey or an Aaron Judge jersey or a Nolan Arenado jersey or any of them with the number and the name on them. So those are still there, but the players are not there. And I said to Hembo, what could be on this website now if not baseball players? Like, what do you put on a baseball website if not baseball players? And he said to me, Greeny, the articles that are on there, you will not believe them. So he put together a little game. I don't know the outcome of this game. But Nuno's going to play, Bubba's going to play, and I'm going to play. Hembo is going to read two headlines. One of them is legitimately a headline. Am I got this right? That's right. On Mm MLB.com. And the other one is not. The other one I made up. Okay, the other one he made up. So, Bubba, you're going to go first. He's going to read you two headlines. All right. And then you're going to (laughs) decide... Which one? I just you read this? yours. Yours are hilarious. <laughs> or you're, And you're going to decide which one is real. Okay? So the one you're going to say is which one you believe is the real headline that is currently on MLB.com.
2: Hembo, nice and slow. Bubba, number one. The spy who shagged fly balls. That's headline number one. The spy who shagged fly balls. Headline number two. The remarkable story of Robin Yount's brother. <laughs> the remarkable
1: story... <laughs> of Robin Yount's brother. One of those two is an actual headline on MLB.com right now. Bubba, which one do you think it is?
0: Wow, that's a tough one. Both fairly ridiculous. I'm not clicking on either one. Um, I'm going to go with number one.
1: That is incorrect. (laughs) The actual story that is on NLB.com right now is called The Remarkable Story of Robert Yount's Brother. Robin Yount's Brother. Now, I'm old enough. I think I'm the only one here old enough to remember Robin Yount. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. What is the remarkable story about his brother? Oh, I
2: didn't click the link. You didn't. You (laughs) have not read it. You have no
1: idea what makes Robin Yount's brother remarkable. I have no idea. Okay. Robin (laughs) Yount was a terrific player in his day. Oh, sure was. Um, And this would have been like... 80s I think mm-hmm. 70s 80s something do I have that right yeah, like I mean, mid, it, yeah. my childhood mid-80s. at some point like a little after my little childhood like he wasn't he wasn't on the on on, on in the in the 70s all right so the 80s mid-80s so, and there's some remarkable story involving his brother
2: apparently his brother is a remarkable figure <laughs> okay I, I but you you've not read the story no I, I didn't do any more background on this you're just not interested
1: enough even you are not interested enough to read the remarkable story of Robin Yount's brother. That's right,
2: and I'm doing a segment about it. (laughs) That's right. That's where baseball is.
1: All right, Nuno, you are next. He is going to read you two headlines, (laughs) and you are going to decide
2: which one of these is real, okay? Uh, Hembo, read the headline. Number one, Nuno. Burt Blylevin's son saved lives, changed his own.
1: Burt Blylevin's son saved lives, comma, Changed his own. That's the first headline. Next.
2: Headline number two is the untold story of the 1969 Seattle Pilots, MLB's one-year team.
1: The untold story. Of the 1969 Seattle Pilots, MLB's one-year team. Which of those, Nuno, do you think is an actual headline on MLB.com right now?
0: Can you repeat these headlines with a Southern accent, please? (laughs) I will go
1: uh, number one. You believe number one? is That is correct. Well done, Nuno. The actual headline is Burt Blylevin's son (laughs) saved lives, changed his own. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Have you read about Burt Blylevin's son?
2: No, nor have I read about Robin Yount's brother. Okay,
1: so we have an actual story about Robin Yount's brother and Burt Blylevin's son. I am detecting a bit of a theme on MLB.com here. Now, I will tell you, I would never have gotten that right.
2: You would have guessed the opposite. Oh, absolutely.
1: The untold story of the 1969 Seattle Pilots, MLB's one-year team, actually sounds interesting. (laughs) Like, I might read that. That's I'm tremendous. much more interested in that than I am Bert Blylevin's son, who saved some lives and changed his own. Well,
2: I'm sure some MLB.com writer listening now is going to have an opportunity to write, write that.
1: Story. Write that. What are you doing, passing? You're covering stuff? Go out and do some digging into the 69 pilots. Can I ask
2: a question? Like, obviously, since they're not doing anything with Active Guys, like, what are the MLB.com meetings like these days? Are they like, hey, who wants Tony Gwynn's mom? right, like, Bubba. Bob
1: Boone? That's exactly right. I mean, we we have to do stories on the families here, guys, because what baseball fans really want during a lockout is to read about the brother of Robin Yount. A player that no one who can log onto a computer remembers. All right, so (laughs) Robin Yount played so long ago that there is no one who knows the password (laughs) to a computer who remembers Robin, much less Robin's brother. (laughs) Like, I want to know what Robin Yount's brother's first name
0: is.
2: (laughs) Can you look that up? Just click on
1: this link. Read me the first sentence. I want to hear the lead (laughs) of the story before I try and guess mine because you didn't give me the answer to mine. So I'm going to go. I want I just want to hear the lead to Robin Yount's brother.
2: <laughs> the first time Larry Yount heard Larry, the, <laughs> his
1: name is Larry. <laughs> oh God. Hold on just one second. I'll let you read it. I could think of no better name than it to be Larry. Is anyone else as delighted as I am that his name is Larry? Larry Yount. Alright, what what did Larry Yount do that was remarkable? The first
2: sentence is the first time Larry Yount heard the song, supposedly based on his life, his wife said he said, sh- he shed some tears. I'm sorry. I can't, I'm, I'm getting too toked Wait, uh, read that out. again more The slowly. first time Larry Yount heard the song supposedly based on his life. there is a
1: song supposedly based on the life of Larry Yount?
2: And his wife said, he, he shed, shed some, some tears. <laughs> you know what? I'm intrigued. Why? What is, the, what's the next sentence? It didn't matter that the artist took some creative liberties and jump to the kind of conclusions that probably anyone would have. The song tells the story of a young pitcher getting his first shot at the major leagues, getting injured while he warmed up on a big league mound, uh, and then never reaching the major leagues. So Larry again.
1: Yount got hurt in warm-ups and never got a chance to make it to the bigs. mm mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting story. It's
2: also three months old. That
1: is remarkable. Oh, that that story was written three months ago? September 13th was the date, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: So they wrote that during the playoff chase. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, Like, at the height of a pennant race, someone said, you know what we need on this website, guys? Gather everybody around. The world really wants to read about Larry Yount. That's what we have. They've, the fact that they have that up there in September is worse than they have just written it now. Okay, yeah, it, it the Larry
0: Out is the only pitcher in history to appear in the official record books without ever having actually faced a batter. A remarkable so that's, story. That's interesting. That's a remarkable mm-hmm. story. Okay, First ever. Good I job, stand Are you still you on? Know what?
1: now I want to read about Burt Blylevin's son. <laughs> what, what did he do? <laughs> I don't know. But he saved lives and changed his own. All right, let's see this. Give me the lead line of that one. Okay. Th- this is from August. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote this story in August? <laughs> like, well, I, I, I need to talk to the editor over there. You know, we need a story about Burt Blylevin's son who changed lives and saved his own. So the lead to the second paragraph, which will... Did Blylevin just go into the Hall of Fame? When did he go he into it? It was recent. Yes,
2: two three years ago. Okay, was, but
1: not this year. No, no,
2: no, no. Okay, so no, if he had gone not, in this year, and not in it would have made
1: some sense. Go
2: ahead. Todd Blylevin was a member of that family. The seven-year-old, red-haired, freckled son of Bert Blylevin served as the club's bat boy and it was affectionately, affectionately known as Tomato Face. <laughs> Okay. This is a lead okay. story on MLB. I, I can't Tom. go on.
1: I can't go on with this. Oh. I, 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 I fear something terrible may have happened to the freckle-faced tomato boy, but that, that's, <laughs> that is it. I'm not making that. You're just telling me that's what they called him, and they describe him as being freckle-faced. Tomato face. Tomato face. Okay. <laughs> read me one more. Okay. Uh, so, no, We're going to do my quiz now. Yes. Right? Don't, we don't know the answer.
2: Yeah, I don't know, I the, answer don't
1: know answer the answer to this, so you're just going to tell
2: me. Okay. Headline one, how Joe West became baseball's favorite Cowboy. Well, he
1: was an umpire. <laughs> That's
2: right. Favorite cowboy, or Number, were these the worst or best jerseys
1: ever? Okay, I think the obvious guess would be the jerseys one, but I think that I, I all right. I'm going to guess what I think it has to be. I have to believe. As, un, as, as unaware, as unself conscious as baseball tends to be about the jerseys they every once in a while throw out there, there was the All-Star Game controversy this year in which everyone was talking about the jerseys. Would they have written a story about that themselves? I'm going to say that the real one is the jersey story.
2: That is correct.
1: Okay, thank God.
2: Well done. But
1: If they had written a story called How Joe West Became Baseball's <laughs> Favorite Cowboy, that is brilliant writing on your part, by the by way. By the way, brilliant. also,
2: yeah. this story was written in July, of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> it's the number three story on MLB.com. All right. Now.
1: There you have it. Log on, folks, and read up. Uh, we will do Who You Got next on ESPN Radio.
0: Greeny, the podcast.
1: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance
3: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: At any rate, we have breaking news, actually, and it's pretty significant. Uh, and that is the Giants have ruled out Daniel Jones for Sunday against the Dolphins. Um, he has a neck, right, Nuno? It's a neck? Correct. Yeah. And so he is, has been ruled out now by Joe Judge. So the Giants will play the Dolphins this weekend without him in a game that I can't believe I'm saying this. Has meaning for both teams. Like the Giants are, are trying to keep some semblance of alive mm-hmm. in that NFC race and uh, NFC East race, excuse me. I guess the wild card race too. Um, and the Dolphins have played their way into some semblance of contention here. So the Giants will go with uh, uh, Mike Glennon, right? Mike Glennon Mike is the Glennon. backup. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but so that was the news we just got during that break. There, Shefty uh, posting. Uh, Joe Judge says he's out, no uh, Daniel Jones this week. And that also goes into the evaluation of him. You know, if you're making up your mind whether you want him to be your quarterback forever, one of the things you have to consider is he has now gotten hurt all three years he's been there. Right? And, I mean, if availability is the most important ability, I guess that is something of a factor. All right, we'll do who you got in 30 seconds here, always our favorite way to finish up the week. I'll spend those 30 seconds reminding you that a better breakfast starts with a better biscuit That's why Wendy's is serving a hot and buttery Wendy's breakfast biscuit with bacon or sausage, egg, and cheese for just a dollar. That's oven-baked bacon or savory breakfast sausage with fresh cracked egg and cheese on a buttery, flaky biscuit for just a buck. So don't risk your biscuit someplace else. Get to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru during breakfast hours and get your Wendy's breakfast biscuit with sausage or bacon, egg, and cheese for just a dollar. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision.
0: All right i'll tell you who you got
1: all right here we go bubba with who you got he's got a series of questions for us this morning some of them will be about sports and some of them will not bubba take it away
0: all right who you got brought to you by granger let's start and do some nfl games and we'll do five to start broncos chiefs the chiefs they've won four in a row but this one we got kansas city minus nine and a half who you got here? too many too many points I actually
1: was toying. Bart Scott kind of talked me into this. Bart Scott was all over the Broncos with me yesterday on Get Up. And I made the pick today. I picked the Chiefs to win the game. But I will not go there on the point spread. The official pick is Broncos plus the nine and a half at Kansas City on Sunday night. Hashtag (laughs) KOD.
3: The kiss of death.
0: Next. All right, we got Ravens-Steelers. Steelers coming off two losses and a tie. This game's going to be on ESPN Radio on Sunday. And we got Baltimore minus four and a half. Who you got here? that a one o'clock
1: game? Is that a, an early game?
0: Uh, that was no, 425.
1: Four, that's a four o'clock Ooh, game. Yeah. I'm looking, I like that. I like that 425 spot. Anything from Vegas on this? The public likes the Ravens a lot. How are you defining a lot?
2: Almost 70% of the, of the public bets on All Baltimore. Right. Well,
1: that only fuels my fire. I like the Steelers, not only plus the four and a half, I like them to stun the world and shut a lot of people up. I've got Pittsburgh for the straight-up win. Hashtag K-O-D. K-O-D.
3: The kiss of death. Mike
0: Tomlin will not go down quietly. What's next? All right, the other game we have on ESPN Radio is the Eagles and the Jets, oh, yes. and it's Philadelphia minus seven. Who game you is, got?
1: Game's here, right? That game is a J- Jets games are of home.
0: That's right. Hey, Eagles back in MetLife. Last time didn't work out well for them. What do yeah. they got oh, here? Shut up.
1: They played lousy. Yeah, they played. They're not going to play that badly again, are they? How, how good is the Eagles defense?
2: Good enough to give Zach Wilson some problems. Yeah, well, will they take
1: <laughs> it away? I mean, that's the thing. Is yeah. You're afraid with Zach that he's going to turn it over. I, I can't pick against the Jets, can I? I don't like to.
2: I mean, the line's crept, crept up. It was like six, six and a half early in the week. It moved all the way to seven. Anything so on the public, the public here? Is hammering are we getting a bet here between you two? The, or the, the public uh, is hammering the Eagles? Here. All right, I'll do it. Hashtag KOD.
1: The Jets plus seven. The Jets plus the seven is the pick. That is the official KOD pick this morning. You got one more, Bubs? Oh, I got two more. Two more. Go.
0: Washington at the Raiders. The football teams, they've won three in a row. They're creeping up in the NFC East. I could do without it. This one is Las Vegas minus one. Who you got?
2: Anything from Vegas? No public lean in this game. All right.
0: Say less. I like
1: Washington for the win. Mm. I'll take the point. I think Washington wins this one and makes next week's visit from Dallas very, very interesting. Hashtag KOD.
0: The kiss of death. All right, give me one more. All right, last NFL one: Chargers at the Bengals. In this one, we have Cincinnati minus
1: three. I can't make up my mind. This is a fascinating game. These are the two quarterbacks from that draft. You know, Burrow against Herbert. Um, I think they will both be very excited for that. Like, mm-hmm. I think they both want to prove something in that. The Bengals looked so good last week, but sometimes styles make fights. Like They dominated Pittsburgh both times they played each other this year. That just feels like a bad matchup. Chargers looked so bad last week. Anything from Vegas? Nothing here. Nothing here. This is a tough one. I hadn't given this one any forethought. I think... I'm going to go with my gut, which is always the last thing in the world you should do, right? <laughs> I'm going to go with the Chargers minus the three, excuse me, plus the three in Cincinnati. We'll and make that K-O-D.
0: The kiss of death.
1: The official pick. Oh, you got a college game or two? Yeah, let's do some yeah.
0: college games. because Because uh, the Big 12 championships yeah. on ESPN Radio tomorrow. Oklahoma State. At noon. All right, Oklahoma State, it's minus five and a half. You're taking them? Yes. Against yeah. Baylor.
1: I, I think so. I think Oklahoma State is hot. That win against Bedlam, and Bedlam was a big deal. Baylor has been creeping up, and I know they're a good team, but I'm doing this a little bit with my heart. I want to see the chaos. I think you can leave out Baylor easily if you're the committee. Baylor could become the first two lost team ever to get into the playoff. I've heard a lot of people say if they beat Oklahoma State, I think they have a real chance to hmm. do it. I would be surprised if they did. I don't think they would jump Cincinnati or Notre Dame um, based on, on that. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Five and a half, I'll give it. Give me Oklahoma State minus the five and a half. What's next?
0: All right. uh, Let's move down to some fun ones here because 38 years ago yesterday, the music video for Michael Jackson's Thriller was released. That's got to be the best video of all time, right? Who you got? It's the most significant video of all time. I
1: mean, it changed music videos. I'm old enough. I was one of the first people where I lived when – when cable was barely a thing mtv came on the, the first the really the, the 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 three pillars of early cable television were espn cnn and mtv and um i remember all the early videos on mtv and i loved them i was no one watched more mtv than i did as a little kid when all they did was play i wasn't that little it was probably what year was that something like well, the, the thriller would be in the early '80s, but those I think MTV probably started in like '78, '79, something like that.
2: Yeah, Thriller was '83.
1: Yeah, um, so Thriller kind of changed it. Thriller was the first one that became a film. Like if you watch the old videos, they're like shot like right now. People make better videos on their iPhones <laughs> than the early videos were, but I loved them. We didn't know any different. We didn't know any better. There was a song, Google or you go on, on on YouTube. It's got to exist. A song called Mexican Radio by Wall of Voodoo that had this crazy video. It was like wild. So there's a lot of them that I liked. I liked, I liked the video to the song um, Safety Dance. I liked the video to the song Pass the, what, what the Dutchie on the left-hand side. I liked that, Musical Youth, some of those early ones. But yes, I have to say Thriller is the most significant video because it completely changed what music videos were and how important they were. Greeny on ESPN Radio doing who you got with Bubba. What's
0: next? All right, and uh, MLB is officially in a lockout right now, but what's your prediction for this ending? Before spring training, are we missing some of spring training? Will it go into the regular season? Who you got here?
1: Okay, I just have to say, if they allow this thing to go into the regular season, if if the regular season, the start of the season is delayed, then I think it is one of the really... (sighs) I'm not sure what word to use to describe it. It's it's so stupid. It's so re- I mean, how do you allow this to happen? You meant for seven minutes. The video to Thriller was longer than seven minutes. <laughs> Get into a room and figure this out once and for all, and just for once, give a little. But my honest prediction is that it's not. My honest prediction is that it is going to go into spring training for sure. And I've told you, I was at spring training covering that. In 95, I guess it would have been, in Sarasota, Florida, which is where I was working at that time covering the White Sox camp with all the replacement players. Now, they won't do that. And that but that was just awful. I mean, watching the replacement baseball was just, the, it felt bad. Like being in that locker room, being, it was my job to cover it, but it felt terrible just being there and being any part of it. So I, it, is, it gives me a sick feeling. But I have a bad feeling it is going to go at least into spring training. What do you think?
2: I agree with you. In fact, after the show yesterday, I had a couple more conversations about this. There was actually one player agent that that texted me. I think this is even worse than I realized. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, does it end before spring training was the question? Definitely not. My only fear is that it bleeds into the regular season.
0: That's just horrendous. Uh, Bubba, what's next? All right, first, before we got a couple more, who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry? Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. And 24 years ago, yesterday, Goodwill Hunting debuted at a movie theater in Los Angeles. Who you got as your favorite Robin Williams role? Oh, that's
1: a good question. Robin Williams, I think he won the Oscar for that movie, didn't he? Did he win the Oscar for Goodwill Hunting? I know they, I think they won it for Best Screenplay. I think he won. I, I think he won Best Supporting Actor. He's which great Which was the in first movie. movie they ever wrote, wrote Ben and uh, Matt, ben which and is, is kind of yeah. crazy. Oh, it's a great movie. It's yeah, a great it's awesome. movie. I'm almost positive Robin Williams won the Oscar for that. Look that up, Hembo. Um Robin Williams. What yep.
0: a, best supporting actor, yep. I love the movie
1: Good Morning Vietnam. And best original
0: screenplay, mm-hmm. so they won two.
1: Good Morning Vietnam is a great movie. He was unbelievable in that. I love, um, the name of it is jumping out of my head when he's the English teacher at the boarding school. Dead Poets Society? Dead Poets Society is a great movie, um, and he's great in that. Um, you know, I mean, I loved him when he was Mork from Ork. <laughs> I, am I the only one in this room who knows who that is? I know what it is. How yeah. about Brandon is yelling over Popeye? No, I'm not going Popeye. Popeye. No, no Popeye. Okay. Not Popeye. No, no. It's enough of Popeye. Wow. No Popeye. Come on. Not great. It's either good, of his movies, it's either Goodwill Hunting, Good Morning Vietnam, or Dead Poet Society. I, I think the one of those that will hold up. The best for the longest is Dead Poets Society. Hmm. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go Dead Poets Society is the official answer.
0: You got one more? Yeah. How about Saturday? It's National Cookie Day, so get ready and eat some cookies. Who you got as your favorite cookie? While you're sitting down watching these games, what kind of cookie are you going to be eating? So, you know, Dan Orlovsky
1: once said on the air that he prefers the oatmeal raisin (laughs) to the chocolate chip.
0: I I remember that awful take.
1: That, that's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard a person say. Do you know the only time I would ever eat an oatmeal raisin is when I mistake it for a chocolate chip? <laughs> <laughs> they sometimes look alike, and you pick it up, and you bite into it, and you're like, what is this? Do you like
2: oatmeal chocolate chip?
1: No. So I you, didn't even know that was a thing.
2: Well, that's the only way I would ever eat one is if I thought it was that. Right. that is a thing.
1: No. That's an a oatmeal thing. chocolate chip is a cookie?
2: Yeah, of course. You just substitute the raisin. Well, but, I
1: mean, that's not. A, you couldn't buy that in a store, could you? Like you can buy oatmeal raisin cookies, you can make anything you want. But you could buy, you can't buy an oatmeal chocolate you chip cookie. You can buy cookie, an oatmeal can
2: cho- chocolate. So, chip so cookie.
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take this to to a, a different place. Not just a, a. I'm gonna go to a brand like you know the famous like Oreos, right? Are good cookies, mm-hmm. Chips Ahoy, all that. What is that cookie I like? It is made by. It's in a white bag. Oh, damn it! It's got it's got like uh it's it's got chocolate inside of it. And it's got, like, two wafers on the outside. Milano. Milano, That's it. The Milano. The Milano is my favorite cookie. What do you think of that one,
0: That's Yeah, my my mom always had Milano. That's a We have have Milano's always in the uh, house there. It's a good cookie. That's an outstanding cookie. All right, have some Milano's on uh, tomorrow. All right. uh, I'm going
1: to spend a lot of this weekend reading up on all the stories on MLB.com. Just catch myself up on... Get your
0: accent. Family uh,
1: members of people. Y'all have a great weekend, you (laughs) hear? And we will see you Monday
0: on ESPN Radio.